Hey friend, do you have trust issues? Are you cynical, especially at this time of year? Do you feel abandoned, but find yourself reaching for your faith in Christ? You are not alone. Healing is possible. And today's episode is about that. Hi friends, welcome to the Church Abused Coach podcast with me, Laurie Sullivan. An author, teacher, wife, mother, Nana, ex-minister's wife, survivor, Jesus-loving daughter of a fantastic, faithful, and ferocious God. If you, like me, have been abused by a minister or church and want to be heard, to heal, to live in hope, I am so glad you're here. In this podcast, we will break the silence on this issue actively pursue healing, and determine, choose, pick, declare to live victorious anyway. Are you ready for that? Come on, grab that coffee, pour that tea, sip your straw, and let's begin. Friends, please remember I have personal coaching on special for the new year. Start 2024 with some healing. Oh, for $47, you can book one-on-one time with me. So try a session um, and ensure that you have a spot in January. Email us at laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, victoriousanyway.co, C-O, in order to get the Calendly link that will sign you up. Then payment is taken at the website. The holiday season is glorious, unless you are suffering. Christmas music, movies, Black Friday sales, cookies, fudge, cake, presents, parties, chatter, and the hope of peace on earth can be stifling if you are broken and lost. Maybe you gasp for air as all the noise swirls around you, and maybe like me, you're just paralyzed motionless, empty. Hmm. Me too, friend. I have absolutely been there in the paralysis. My first Thanksgiving, after my divorce from my minister husband, the sexual predator, the pedophile, the porn addict, was spent alone. He got the three boys. I sent them happily, actually, because um, I wanted them to feel the joyous celebration of an extended family on a holiday. I didn't want them to suffer that loss. I purchased a Tony's frozen pizza with pepperoni to eat while I spent the day researching and writing for my master's thesis. It was work I needed to accomplish, you know, desperately without three little boys demanding my attention. And honestly, it was work that would help me forget. Forget that standing for righteousness and doing the right thing and refusing to be abused was sometimes a lonely decision, and especially on a holiday. Thank God for Jesus, you know. I always knew I had Jesus. Do you run to Jesus? That would be my first bit of advice. Do not walk, run. It is your safe space. 
Amy Grant recorded a song that that reads, uh, Years of knocking on heaven's door has taught me this, if nothing more. He gives me what I need. So today, I want to talk you through two healing techniques that work. Because though I can say to you, run to Jesus all day long, it's a quite another thing for me to take you on that run with me. So here we go in two steps. <clears throat> Step one is music. Music is available in so many places now. Radio, albums, online, apps like Spotify. Yes. So step one is music. Music will grab you, friend, in your emotions when suffering hits hard. So before we ever try to tackle up the mind and all the negative that's happening in there, we reach for the easily accessible, I can say it, I can say it, accessible, there it is, easily accessible music. So here's what you do. You make a music plan ahead of time, like creating a playlist with songs of hope and lyrics that you trust. Not just any melody will do here. You have to have vetted the lyrics because you must not, N-O-T, allow lies to pump into your brain via the music. You have enough crap to deal with. So, join me on the pain of that Thanksgiving day all alone, years ago, um, when I found myself alone as a result of someone else's choices and someone else's sin, and a minister at that, stupid, wretched, here it is, precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand, I am weak, I am tired, I am worn, through this storm, through this night, lead me on to the right. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me on. Do you know it? Have you heard it? <clears throat> I don't know. Should I sing it? I'll sing a couple bars. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. Okay, that's enough. Um, but anyway, the song, I would listen to that song, so many other songs, but that song, especially um, in this moment where I feel so all alone and the whole idea of those lyrics, you know, where I say, precious Lord, that's, that's how I see him. That's how we see Jesus. And, and the request is such a human request, right? Take my hand. Because we don't want to be alone. Take my hand, Lord. You lead me. You let me stand. You know why? You know why I so desperately need your hand right now, Lord? Because here's the deal. I am weak. And girlfriend is tired and worn. And through this storm, because we've had storms before, right? We've had night before where everything was black and dark and we couldn't see. And through this storm and this night, lead me on, Lord, to the right. 
take my hand, your little girl, take my hand, Father, and you lead me on. Can you see the imagery of that? You see the child reaching for mom's hand or reaching for daddy's hand because they're unsure or they're tired. And it's like, pick me up, carry me. If you've been a parent, you've heard those words. If you've been an aunt or an uncle, you've heard those words, you know. Pick me up, carry me. I'm too tired, you know. And even if we know that they're full of baloney, we grab them, we scoop them up. And that's what our Heavenly Father wants to do with us. And you just play that music on repeat and you hear the sound of that melody. And you pray that prayer in your mind. Precious Lord, take my hand. Because it's so important, friends, to be cared for and to feel almost like a lullaby that God is taking care of you. And your emotions need to feel that with the rhythm of the music. So let your heart pray these words to God from your place of brokenness. In, in my memoir, uh, Married by Myself, Living a Parallel Life with a Man Hiding Behind the Cloth, I start every chapter with a song. And I labeled the section, Turn It Up. This is an intentional healing tool that I've used since I was in my 20s and suffering because of abuse and because of the horror of what I now know as gaslighting. I have learned, I have practiced, I have done this. When it hurts, my friend, run to Jesus and turn that music up. Okay. Step two. Truth. Truth is safe. When you think about, think about that. Think about a time when you were lied to and maybe you became so confused or embarrassed or hurt. Lies are a tangled web messing with your mind. And truth is clear. Gravity is a truth. Gravity is a given here on earth. Simple. If you let go of the hairbrush, it will fall to the floor every time. God's word, you know, the Bible, is it's like that. You can trust it. God is our true north, if you will. I love, I, I love that idea. There's only one true north on a compass, and there's only one God who is safe and faithful in his sovereignty and his omnipotence. That's power, folks. And there's one God who is sovereign over all and all-powerful. So, in step two, when you run to Jesus, make a truth plan for yourself. You made a music plan, then make a truth plan for yourself. Because you know, you know, I know that you know that you know. You're going to need one. Write out some Bible verses that are about love or hope, uh, refuge, strength, all the good stuff that feels really ethereal without God. How do you grab a hold of that stuff without God? Write those verses on index cards or sticky notes. 
put it on your and make it your screensaver, your phone's wallpaper. I mean, write write truth everywhere, anywhere, everywhere. And now let's go back to the pain of that Thanksgiving day when I was alone as a result of someone else's choices and someone else's sin. I was alone because I refused to be abused anymore, right? Because I refused to allow my three boys to grow up watching a woman be abused. I was the stinking victim. I was the one hurting that day. And that minister husband had said to me, Laura, you try so hard to find some medical reason, some mental illness, bipolar reason for what happened. There is no reason. I did what I did to you on purpose. Whoa. Wow. For real. And when a person listens to such an such evil being spoken out loud, it is mind numbing. Um ghastly, uh, abhorrent. Run with me again. Let's run to truth, a truth that is safe from the creator of the universe who loves us, who loves me, who loves you. And here's one. This is a good one. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2. And I pulled this from the New International Version, the NIV. Here it is. <clears throat> he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Are they good? Oh, we, we, we need to slow it down. We, we need to like savor some of this stuff here. Let's go to the word dwells. He who dwells, you know, hang out. Come on. Dwell. We don't dwell everywhere, right? You go into your coffee shop. You have some coffee. You sit for a little while. You start to dwell and there's going to be an awkwardness and maybe even, you know, somebody telling you, hey, you don't dwell here. Move along. You got to go somewhere else. Dwell. There's not a lot of places we dwell. We dwell at home. But as Christians, we dwell always, everywhere we are, in the shelter. Come on. What is it? Where are we hanging out? In the shelter of the Most High. And that's capitalized. So you know. We're talking about God. Um, we're going to dwell. We're going to hang out. We're going to be expectedly show up. We're going to be allowed to be and to stay in this spot, in the shelter, sheltered by the Most High God. Well, I don't know. That sounds like a pretty big protective space. Sheltered by the Most High God. I'm going to sign up for some of that. That sounds great. Let's go to the word rest. So, he who dwells uh, will rest. In the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, come on. How how big might the shadow of the Almighty end up being? Huh. The Almighty, also capitalized. Wait, and what do you get to do inside that shadow? 
Because that shadow is going to be everywhere you are. So let's just get a hold of that. You're going to rest. You're not going to uh, writhe in agony. You are going to find something that you desperately need. You're not going to ball your eyeballs out and empty half a box of Kleenex. You're going to move yourself into the rest that is promised when you hang out in the shadow of the Almighty God. Whoa, good stuff. Somebody needs to, somebody needs to send an email. Um, the scripture then goes on to say, I will say of the Lord. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say about him, right? He. He. What's the focus of the sentence? What's the subject of the sentence? God. He. Not me. Not what I'm feeling, Lord. Not my paralysis. Not my sobbing. Not the truth of the matter that I'm hanging out here today all alone because of someone else's choices and sins. Those things are true. Those things really did happen. But you know what? Let's switch that focus and let me tell you what. He, the creator of the universe, the almighty God, he, turning that focus here, well, let's find out what he does, right? He is my refuge, fortress. Refuge and fortress. What do you do in a refuge, right? People don't go to a refuge unless they need refuge. You know what I mean? That's a place that you're going to show up and probably because you were running. You know, run into a refuge. If the sky opens up in a thunder and lightning storm, you know, comes up suddenly and you got some Midwest tornado winds spinning up, you are going to search for a refuge. And you better do it quick. But you're running for a place that doesn't land all those elements on you. You're not getting whipped around by the wind and, and um, slapped around by the the sleet or the rain you're going to be in a refuge you're going to be safe from the stuff and from the things so he is my refuge my fortress oh come on what are we what's that word even about we don't really think about a fortress as much in our modern world as maybe um our ancestors did even 300 years ago 200 years ago you got to have a fortress. You got to build that stuff out of stone that isn't going to be penetrated. You're going to build that fortress next to the water so that you can see the enemy coming ahead of time. And that fortress is going to be strong. The idea of a fortress is nobody penetrates the fortress. And uh, so that's a metaphor for God. Refuge fortress oh yeah we need that we need that and the last part that I wanted to pull out of that verse it says he is my refuge and my fortress my God in whom I trust because I bet your booby your trust has been broken somebody has broken trust with you and maybe more than a one somebody has broken trust with you. But we're talking about God here. In 
whom I trust. In whom I trust. Oh, these words. Well, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to dwell in the shelter of the Most High and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I'm going to say it to anybody who will listen. Hey, you know what? He, he is my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. And I get to trust him and I can trust him. The famous St. Augustine of Hippo wrote, quote, To fall in love with God is the greatest romance. To seek him, the greatest adventure. To find him, the greatest human achievement. Oh, have you found him? A famous modern pastor that you may have heard of or read one of his gazillion books, Max Lucado. Max Lucado wrote about God's sacrificial love in his uh, Bible. He, he like edited a Bible. So it's called the Lucado Encouraging Word Bible and it published in 2022. And in the back of that Bible, he writes some um, what do you call those things? Daily devotions. There you go. Um, and this comes from that spot. So here it is. With a love so devoted, so sacrificial, so extreme. It's talking about God's love through Jesus, right? That sacrifice. Nothing can interfere. Nothing can squelch or diminish that love. You cannot fall beyond the reach of his love. You can't lose it. You can't change it, win it, or control it. Ooh. His love extends before and beyond time. Oh, let's say that again. His love extends before and beyond time. And he loved you before you knew him. When you choose to accept his love, you begin the most amazing relationship of your life. Hmm. So there, pain. So there, precious Lord, the God I trust, move along pain. Because I got somebody. I always got somebody, right? Me and Jesus. And we go way back. We go back before this pain. Back before my husband knew my name. I am safe. I am loved. I have a future. And that, that's enough for today. You too, friend. You too. Run to Jesus. Turn that music up. Read truth out loud, so loud that the people in the back can hear it and know what we know. You know, this podcast focuses on three ideas to break the silence. Today is find our healing. And the third pillar is live victorious anyway. Church abuse victims, wherever you are, this show is for you. Be sure to check out resources at www.victoriousanyway.co. My Break the Silence memoir is called Married by Myself. 
There's a journal for Christian divorced women, married by myself, journal to healing, and a journal written by my sister and I going through cancer and COVID called Happy Thoughts, a 31-day journal. Those are all resources available for purchase along with my offer for coaching with that one-on-one time with me. Let's let that healing begin. Hey friend, if you found hope in today's episode, would you let the world know? Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I would really love that. Hey, say hello on my Facebook page, Victorious Anyway, as together we break the silence, find the healing, and live victorious anyway. See you next week.